Ladies and gentlemen, uh, joining me on the show, Callum, the rock star Potter from what looks to be an alleyway or a unicar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just sitting out the front of the gym. I was almost going to try and do one of those talk and drive scenarios like uh, oh, Frankie like Barker. Frank, Frank Barker. <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm nowhere near as skilled as that man, so well, no, speaking- let's just not do that. I thought I, I thought I'd like uh, quickly uh, uh, tap off on that. Uh, like the like the wizard Frankie Barker in the jiu-jitsu world. You sir made a little bit of a comeback. Uh, Fusion no, Fighting Championship. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, combat jiu-jitsu. Uh, first of all, what was that like in comparison to mixed martial arts to jiu-jitsu? Like what? Like talk us through that. So yeah, so it was it was only combat jujitsu. So fusion uh, fighting championships run by Big uh, Big Mateo. Awesome show. Um, I was so stoked to be on it. I, my match was uh, was just a gi jujitsu match. So there was no slap happy, no slap and grappin. Oh, so, um, did you yeah, not I've agree got, to I'm, the slapping? Mate, I have got no one ever to get hit in the head again. As I keep pointing out, there's only so ugly one man can get. So uh, I just did the slate straight jujitsu with uh, the gi wizard himself, Big Lincoln Hancock. Uh, it was awesome. It was it was awesome. It, I think anyone anyone only just needed to see me walk into the gate just to see how happy I was. As I keep pointing out, I was happier than a dog with two dongers, mate. So it uh, was uh, it was awesome. I see you came second. Um, was- <laughs> I, did. I did. We had a sub only match, and uh, went went the distance. Then we had a golden point match, and it was awesome. Everyone knew the score there. I was trying to get in on his legs, <laughs> and he was trying to pull guard and. And no one got a point there, but no, quite rightly they raised his hand at the end. It oh. was um, it was a bit of a, a bit of a slow, but I looked. I just had mate. I was so stoked to be in there. I was smiling from from start to finish. So very did, enjoyable. Did it get the competitive juices going? I will 100% be back in there for some grappling. Yeah. I've got, I'll, I'll do that till they uh, they throw dirt on me in the ground again. No interest in ever anyone ever smacking me in my beak ever again. But as far as grappling matches and that sort of stuff, I'll 100%. I, I did it mainly as a reason to just to get back into some sort of shape. As anyone knows, it works full time. Sometimes you finish the day of work and it's pretty hard to get up the mo- the uh, the motivation to do something. So uh, I got a little bit chunky, a little bit out of shape, and I thought we can't have that. So uh, it, it did its job, and uh, let's uh, let's keep it going. I reckon. Well, uh, weirdly, is Callum Potter coming out of retirement not going to even make the top <laughs> five of today? But yeah, uh, mate, I'm liking this already. Hex Fight Series 27, uh, the featherweight championship of Della Biata versus Khan Offley. Khan Offley is out with a torn ACL. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. Look. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, but I broken my heart. I uh, know, mate, but can I present to you the replacement, Sam oh, Kakembo? Oh, Sam Kakembo. Sam Kakembo versus Abdullah Viata for the interim featherweight championship at Hex Fight Series, August eighteenth, Melbourne Pavilion. Well, he's just—he's only just recently had a, a rebook, so he's been rebooked on the rebook. Think about this, though. So think about this, right? Yep. First, Abdullah Viata did not want to take an interim uh, title fight. They have talked him into taking the interim belt because they're unsure of where this ACL tear will set calm. Will he be out for 12 weeks? Will he be out for a year? They, 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 they're yep. still not sure up, up until this exact point. Is it a grade two tear or what it is? But think about this, and I wanted to put it to you. This is where I really want your opinion. Sam Kikembo, yep. let's say hypothetically, like Abdullah wins, great, amazing. Super fight, you have Khan almost enter the cage. You set up Hex Fight Series 28 in November. Looks yep. amazing, right? Let me paint a scenario. Sam Kikembo wins. Absolute yep. MMA Collingwood, Khan Offley. 
absolute MMA Collingwood, they will not fight. No. So what what happened? Like this is the thing. Does Sem drop the belt, or is there like a Rashad Evans John Jones type scenario? Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what? Yeah. What yeah. happens there? That's a tough spot. That's a really tough spot. And that's a hard, this is a real hard one for Khan because the timing of this show. Everyone knows what's happening in Australian MMA in September. Big shows coming back. Like every man and their dog that can throw a punch is trying to get booked on a local show right now. So this must be a serious injury. Like, for, for to do that. I got no idea what's up. Do you know who who I think is almost the, the biggest winner in this whole situation? Who's sitting back right now just with a big smile on his face? Justin Bennett. Wow. Like, yeah, well, he's he's almost the biggest winner. Not that you want to take joy in others' misery, but yeah, yeah, like it, that doesn't man, well, I almost I oh, don't do that to me. I almost thought you were about to say it was him. <laughs> uh, almost thought you were about to tell me the Springbok was making his way down to hell. I have no idea how it would have worked. So Team of lawyers. Team of lawyers, yeah. Look, yeah. look, I still think, and I know that we're dreamers here, but I yeah. still think, let's say Abdallah takes out Kakembo. I yeah. think Kakembo will be a champion, but maybe it's just not yet. Maybe it's Abdallah's time, right? Maybe he yeah. wins, right? Khan Offley's out. We had the we had the awesome foursome. We had Rod Costa. We had Khan Offley. We had uh, Abdallah. We had Van Heerden. Two yeah. of them have been removed. One through a knockout, one through an injury. Yeah. Injury, yep. You're going to have Abdallah Biata that could be the featherweight champion. Yeah. And Justin Van Heerden, the eternal featherweight champion. That fight needs to happen. Oh. That is the guy. Where's Australia fight Island? That's what we need. We need Australia <laughs> fight Island, international waters. Look, you know. Look, I think personally, I think let's say, I mean, I'm not counting out Kikembo at all, but like that, yeah. and that's an interesting story in itself. You know, we, we both we both love the drama. I would just love for him to win the belt and for me to awkwardly ask them for weeks on end on what's going to happen. <laughs> but let's say Abdullah is out. I, I bet my, my journalistic career that as much as, uh, as much as uh, Jacob and Hex don't want to let Abdullah go, they will let him take that fight. So if Eternal throws throws enough at it, you'll be able to yep. get Abdullah versus Van Heerden. On Eternal. On Eternal. Yep. So I think Jacob would almost, and Hex would almost have to do a, a, a little service to mixed martial arts to let that one go. Yep. But then again, you've got the sense of, I don't know if Abdullah and, and, and them are on the best terms since they announced that Ethan Thomas fight and then that fell through. and, and yeah. whatnot. So it's like, oh, we might be stuck here, mate, like what we said, with this weird little, like, two split promotions. It's who, Here's a question for you. Who, and again, we're not counting out Sam, like Sam no. is a beast. He's every chance. But let's, let's just go with the two guys that we already knew about. All right, that's the why we're going with this question. Who needs that fight more? So, uh, Abdallah goes, gets the win, gets that belt. Mm. All right, UFC are coming down looking for a featherweight to fill in. Who, who's front of house? Who's front of the, is the front of the line? Well, it's got to be Van Heerden because he's part of the Barbecue Boys. Like he's part of like the the Volkanovski yeah. team. So yeah. you're probably getting that look in over. 
over Abdullah, and that's just like not not a political thing, but you just you you you're in that camp. You got Joe yeah, Lopez, that, yeah. like like you're right there. I think Abdullah needs the Van Heerden. I think Van Heerden can sit. If I'm being honest, I don't want him to, but I think he probably yeah. can sit. I think Abdullah needs that fight more to get on the radar more. But if that's not the biggest fight in in Australian featherweight history in 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 quite some time, I don't know what is. Since since Volk versus Malaki. Yep. No. Yep. That's that's bang on. And that, it's but there. that's only in that's only in retrospect. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's not yeah. like never have we had a like what you've been around. In fact, you've been in it longer than me as well. What's been the biggest fight going in going into a fight? As far as two guys, like the height, the like this is like like number one versus number one. Man, this that's a that's a on the spot. It, like it, it, I automatically start getting drawn to the guys that just fought everyone. Do you know why? One that sort of jumped to mind for a little bit was when Kit Campbell fought Matt Vale the first time. That yep. was sort of up and around that. Um, there's so many that didn't happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like the, like I'm because I'm close to it a bit. The one the, the biggest one that was going to happen that never happened was the Dan Kelly Steve Kennedy fight. That was yes. That was just going to be huge. Yes, that, that, was that one was going to be massive. Steve Kennedy went on his AFC rampage or whatever after yeah. Manny Rodriguez yeah. <laughs> and called out the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was going to be big. Jeez, that's put me right. I'm trying to think now. There's so many. And look, so many. That could be it. So in the world of the yeah. narrative, I mean, the the behind-the-scenes narrative, I like Sam winning. I like Sam and yeah. Khan, and I want to be in the fly <laughs> on the wall when that when Simon Carson sits down with the team at Absolute yeah. MMA and goes, wait, boys, who wants to drop the belt? Um, uh, but then the, 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 same, jur- the journalist side of you wants that. Oh, a bit of me does. But the fan of me, which outweighs the journalist side, is Abdullah versus Van Heerden in oh. a car park. I do not care. <laughs> that is that is as good uh, as it gets, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, no, we're, getting it, we're getting ahead, but just how do you see the Sem Kakembo versus Abdullah fight going? Great fight. Again, you can't count Sem out. Sem is extremely talented. Um, it, it just hasn't been as active lately. You know what I mean? That that might hurt him. Where Abdullah has been quite active. They've actually, probably this stint, this period's probably been his longest inactive period for a good while, but still not that long. Um, Sam likes to play that range. That's where he's best at, mm. keeping you at range, hitting you with long, rangy weapons. And we again know that's where Beata likes to play his trade good too. I don't. With the exception of maybe of Sam trying to mix it up, I don't see either of them really pressing for a takedown. I see this being predominantly more of a stand-up battle. And we're going to find out who's operating that range better in that first round. I think that first round is going to be a really big tell. I mean, uh, Steve Kennedy has prepared for, for Sam Kakembo before with Dan Molyneux back. I think it was Sam Kakembo's oh, yeah. first ever fight. So it's like yeah. Steve's been watching him for a little while. So that'll be very... Very interesting. Um, look, I'm I'm very intrigued, uh, very intrigued by that. But but mate, I also uh, also have some more. Don't <laughs> give me that. You're gonna you're gonna give me MMA diabetes. All right, this is just <laughs> I can't deal with this. I need some insulin. Well, right. 
Talking about old old guys uh, that are coming back better than ever, I do believe we are very close. I've heard through through the uh, through the corridors that Damian Brown versus George Sotteropoulos could be a go for November. For Hex? For Hex. At Lightweight? At Lightweight. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I thought now, it was heading that way that like I, the the weight was going to yeah. be the big one there. I know, um, geez, I can tell you what, I guarantee they uh, Hex would have had to open up the purse strings for that <laughs> one because Dave Davey doesn't mess around and good on him, but good on him for doing so. So, uh, wow, that's a headliner. That's a headliner. And as a man that has taken that phone call. Uh, <laughs> to potentially get in there. Um, I believe, and when I spoke to Damien, the reason why it wasn't going to happen now was he couldn't get down. Like he wanted super weight. Yeah. He couldn't get down, uh, super lightweight. But no, by November, he thinks he'll be at lightweight. So I do believe that will be at lightweight. George Sotteropoulos, Damien Brown. Mate, who takes that one? That's a that's a great one. I, again, I was in contact with X. I've been in contact with Damien Brown too, actually. He, um, him and I chat a little bit. He chats to me. He, had a, he pulled me aside at the last fight show and talked to me about his business structure. That man is far too smart for a man that's been punched in the head for as long oh, as we oh, have. He's a yeah, complete side note deviation. That man has, I would say, a better financial model. Like oh. if we go, if we go from five years from now, I reckon Hex and Eternal need to need to gather around him because that the way that man has oh. organised the finance around beatdown is incredible. And his gym too. He was explaining oh. me the whole. I almost gave him my super. And said, "Mate, just sort this out for me. All right, I'll get back to you in a couple of months." He's unbelievable. Oh, he's he's insane. He's a businessman. And he just knows what to do. Um, and he wouldn't become like you said. He wouldn't be coming back for no reason at all. He said he will never retire. Uh, that, that's the quote. Uh, he looks to be in best shape. If you chat to Paul Loga and some of his other uh, uh, base training, so he is apparently still getting in there and mess, mixing it up with everyone. Oh, um, nice. I, I just, I mean, you saw Sotteropoulos with Togo. I mean, what? what's your, who wins it in their prime? Who wins it now? Like you can't go past what George got done. Like George in his prime outgrappled Joe Stevenson. Like you look at something like that, that's a huge deal. Kurt mm. Pellegrino, and, and to some people that might not be a big deal. They're both elite level black belts. Mm. You know what I mean? He, he certainly didn't look to the same ability again. Like no one does with that sort of time frame off. He is going to be better for the run against Togo. Different style of matchup. You know what I mean? He obviously doesn't have to worry as much about long snapping punches, but Damian Brown can, has got knockout power. Mm. He has knocked out people. He's knocked out people on the biggest stage in the world. And I would suggest when it comes to the grappling, he's going to be a little bit more denser with his grappling ability. So, you know, if Damien goes in there with an anti, anti-grapple box on game plan, you know, that's that's a tough one. George is going to have to be very smart with how he's setting up his takedowns because Damien can, can grapple his backside off too. Nice, nice. Um, now, mate. This is some no, bigger news. You can't do this. You can't, mate. What is, what is going on here? If you do this, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Look, let's move on over to the Eternal MMA lightweight division, uh, specifically yep. the champion. Quillen Southfield has been sort of signed. 
He is uh, fighting in the UFC at Road to the UFC in Singapore in three weeks. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that kid's just bur- talking about bursting out of nowhere. Mate, Jesus. it is. I was chatting to his manager earlier, uh, Sean Shelby. Just they've, they've, they've had an eye on him for a while. Uh, it is a... I believe a one fight deal. It's as if you were fighting in the contender series. So I think technically, yeah. I think the pay pack packet matches it, but I think it technically isn't a UFC fight. It's a one yeah. fight deal with no promise of another fight. Um, they are a fill about for the road. So the road to the UFC is like a tournament for Asia. And then yep. on those cards, as they get deeper, cause they're into the semifinal, they need, they need fights to fill the card. So, They've got Quillen in there, and he's going to take on, I believe, a Korean champion or something. Um, yep. Because obviously, it's, it's there to build the Asian um, uh, viewership. So he's going to be there. I I believe he has the blessing of Eternal, uh, and he has stated that he will come back in October and defend the belt regardless. And I, I, I'm not uh, completely... Um, concrete on this, but I do believe that the, the UFC has even signed off on if he fights and then they will allow him to go defend the belt and then they might bring him back. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Our, our only test case with this, I believe, is Sean Etchell. Is that correct? Yes. 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 Yeah, I thought that might have been the case. Matt, that kid just burst on the scene, and he's good. Like, let's let's not let's not be overly surprised what he's doing because that kid's good. <laughs> that kid's yeah. real good. Where's he at? Is he four and one? Uh, I think he's five and one now. I'll actually check five I'll and check one right okay. for you. Yeah, I, I knew it was fresh. Fresh. His only loss is is to that Pablo. Pablo Terrialba in his yeah. original first professional fight. Yeah, yeah. There, I knew I was at match. Jesus, he's just burst on. But good on, he mate, good is on him. Four and one. Four and one. Yep. Jeez, just but good on him. Get in it. You're not gonna turn these things back. He's gonna make them make sure he makes the most of it. That's um she's that lightweight division in, in Eternal Head. We called it with um uh, we called it with Becker and Martinez. We called that one. So there I think there was a bit of Concern with will they just turn that Martinez Becker fight into the lightweight championship fight? Yeah. But I, I think it's one of those ones where it's like you go out and fight, win, lose, or draw. It doesn't matter. You assume it's just one fight at Road to UFC, and then you're back as the eternal champ, and the yeah. UFC isn't happening. Like that's I think that's how his camp's looking at it. Like it's just yeah, yeah, yeah. one and done. Um, if he puts an amazing performance, they want to sign him. Great type thing, yeah. but they're just planning for it to be one and, one and done, and then he's back in October. Back back to work. Yeah. Yep. Oh, bloody hell. Good on him. Does that mean time frame-wise, what, September, August, September? It's a bit close. It'd be hard to make that Martinez-Becker a number one contender shot for October. It's a little close isn't it? Unless one of the boys comes out and just gets it done. Yeah, yeah. I would say... I mean, look, and I was talking to here's, here's, here's another set. I was talking to Josh Togo, who wants to jump over to boxing, and uh, I floated him versus Dan Hill in boxing. So, like, that's a that oh, that that yeah. looks real good there because they want that MMA rematch over in boxing. Apparently, in a boxing. Couple of, couple, apparently, a couple of boxing promoters like it. But I reckon that if that Martinez uh, Becker one is a war, yeah, you, I reckon you could get Togo over for that fight. I reckon Eternal could get it done. Yeah, he's not. Well, he's October not Perth. October yeah. Perth. You could do yeah, that. Yeah, I like that. 
I like that. So what's he coming? What's he coming off? He had a no contest with George. Yep, and then uh, it's unfortunately like I mean we all see Josh Togo as, as number one lightweight type thing. I don't yep. think he's so I'll, I'll bring up his record now. He's number one. I think he had a uh, win over it at um, UAE Urban, Warriors. Urban. So he did UAE Warriors um, yep. against Tahir. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah, who was fourteen and one. Title. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and then Robbie Lara at Urban Fight Night, and then before yeah. that, the the loss to Dan Hill, which was a yeah. bit of a weird one anyway. It was like a slip of the canvas, like the, it yeah. was a yeah. it was a real unfortunate one. And then before that, Ben Wall, uh, David Martinez, uh, Dan Curry, like he's had cracker of fights. You know? I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now too. I was I was backstage, and I, was, I think I was in the car with with Ben mm. when we saw the all the the. Uh, ATT boys and, and Togo was there, you know, this is way after the show. And I thought, oh, you know, Togo's going to, he was so, so going, okay, it happens. Like Ben was talking about the canvas and he goes, mate, it happens. He just wore, he wore it on his chin. No sucking, yeah. no complaining. So he's saying Josh really, Togo. I was really impressed with that. Are you saying Josh Togo wore it just like that? Like just said, yeah, shit yep. happens. He's like, like, you know, let's make sure we fix the canvas up, <laughs> but didn't sit there and, and contest or say we need, but like just, just I, I was really impressed with that. Jeez, I mean, yeah, and look, we need to get him back. I don't care. I don't care what's going on. I know yeah, the AT. Yeah, I know right. the AT and T boys are can can be a bit rowdy uh, backstage yeah. at times, but you just you need to set that apart. Fuck, just grab Ashkan, Suman, fucking Josh, and be like, look, just you three. That's it. Like that's all. Yeah, we're yeah, doing, yeah, yeah. I hope but, they like, look again. Like I, I get, I get along really well with those two yeah, guys. Yeah, so I, I love them. They all. can just. They can line and length because they, you know, they they've got a couple of really good guys. I'm going to go up against them in uh, in a couple of weeks at uh, at Hex with Ricky and Randall. So, um, yeah, like I said, they're ripper blokes, and let's hope we can just keep everything on. Because again, it looks bad for them, it looks bad for this for the sport. Let's keep it a little bit, yeah, and uh, a before... bit line and length so we can all get their work done. Yeah, before sure. Uh, before I let you go, uh, Hex Fight Series twenty seven August eighteenth, Melbourne Pavilion. Ricky Beachin taking on Randall Raymond. Can you just give a quick little like sum up of what we can sort of expect in that fight? It's gonna be a great, gonna be a great fight. Randall's just Randall. Like, he's one of those guys that, that that that's what this man was born to do. He was he was born to <laughs> throw skinned up bones at, at other people. So he's super tough. Ricky's trained his absolute backside off. Uh, you know, like I'm. Like, I'm super excited for that fight. Ricky's in great shape, looking sensational. He's he's leveled up again, which is always good to see. And then I'm sure Randall Ray's coming in even better than he's looked as well. So uh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm really pumped to watch that fight. Has Ricky been training with you guys? Yeah, yeah. I, I just he just did some grappling with him tonight. I was just grappling with the big man myself. I don't know why I do this sort of these stupid sort of things. <laughs> grapple with bloody heavyweights. And uh, yeah, he was he was doing a whole bunch of bad positions tonight, getting some very skilled grapplers to start, and some horrible positions on him, and just and just pushing through. He's been going through some torture. He did some work with uh, Sam Greco tonight as well, so he is uh, he's in well and truly in good shape. Jeez, uh, mate. Well, I think I, uh, I we probably will not chat because it's gonna be a busy time until uh, until Melbourne Hex Fight Series twenty seven August eighteenth Melbourne Pavilion. Uh, side note: Will you be at Demolition the next night with Wayne Carl? I might not. I might not. I've been away a lot of weekends. And I'm going to be away at Ben Hex, and I think my wife's about to throw all my stuff on the uh, on the front lawn. Yeah, my, so, my uh, girlfriend. I'll have to my, find out whether I'm going to be at that one. My girlfriend's very similar. I had to extend my trip 
from Thursday to Wednesday. Like I had to bring it back to because there's going to be a press conference for the Hex yeah. Flight Series 27. And then I also and then so that was hard enough. And then I had to extend it from coming back Saturday to coming back Sunday. So it's gone from a three trip, three day trip to like a five day trip because I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna commentate the first three fights of demolition because uh Petropolis oh, wow. is Petropolis is uh Jason Petropolis is uh cornering some fighters. So I'm sort of like uh, I'm like, oh hey, can I stay a little bit longer? So <laughs> <laughs> I'll be so joining you, mate. Good back, mate. Yeah, it'd be me and you living in a motel just yeah, talking about right. Australian MMA. Mate, mate these, these podcasts are getting even better. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, you're at Hex, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I'll be at Hex. Yeah, beautiful, I'll, uh, beautiful, mate. I'll see you then, you, legend. All right, you're the best. Stay well, brother. I'll see you soon. See you later, mate.